Welcome back. You're listening to Faith FM. We are about to start our Encounter with God section. We are going through the book of Acts at the moment. It's a wonderful book. And uh, if you would like to get a copy of our study guide, just go to our Facebook page where we've actually put up the uh, photo and a link and a phone number even where you can get a copy of your own study guide. They're super cheap. They're like $3.50 and uh, it lasts for three months. And um, of course, you can get old ones for free even if you actually call them up and ask them very nicely. They'll send you a free or the old one because the information doesn't actually like expire but at the moment we're doing july august and september and 20 million other people around the world uh do this study together and uh we're in week one so you'll be just catching the beginning of it in the book of acts very interesting study at the moment and unfortunately, I can't give you a new clue for the quiz because it's been snapped up by Michael Collin from Clear Point. No, Point Clear. I've got to say that the uh, this quiz has been snapped up very rapidly, yeah. Randy. Everybody's yeah. been on the ball. They're becoming quite popular. I think I might have to try and make them harder. Nah, I won't do that. I think Fridays will be our easy days. We'll stick to Fridays. <laughs> did, we, did we get to the third clue or not? No, no. We only did two clues. We got it. We got to the third clue on our Instagram, but we only did two clues on the radio, and that's how. That's how. Apparently, uh, Michael, the guy who won it, he just read that portion of the Bible where it went over that story. So, yeah, you know, in the Book of Samuel's, and so he was like, "Oh, I know that story. I just read it." So. Oh, I like the third clue. The third clue was cool. Yeah, the third clue was um, Jesus is the only man whose name is found in the Scripture more often than mine. Yeah. And did you know that this particular person? Uh, of course, King David, because mm-hmm. we can say so now, because yeah. um, <laughs> we don't have to worry about not saying yeah, the name yeah, because it's already been done. Say David as um, much as we want. Yep. So King David um, was around about one quarter Gentile. Oh, really? Yeah. He wasn't even, was not even close to being 100% uh, Israelite. Is that uh, the lineage from Rahab? It goes from Rahab and then it goes through Rahab, Rahab the Canaanite mm-hmm. and then Ruth the Moabite. Ah, that's the Moabitess, right. Yeah, Rahab uh, and who Ruth. Who, of course, was his grandmother. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And uh, this is one of the reasons why um, at uh, there were times when he had uh, very close relationships uh, with the Moabites mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know, took his family to, there for refuge on occasions mm-hmm. uh, because, um, yeah, relatives, they family. family. Yeah, yeah. They were family. Wow. It wasn't always... Um, Good relationships. Sunny relationship, though. <laughs> but yeah, so that was a little bit of interesting uh, trivia for you there this morning um, as we get into our Bible study uh, about, mm. the, about King David, the uh, greatest um, Israelite hero of all time. And I also just want to mention, um, we just had, uh, the, what was our interview's guy's name again? I've forgotten. David Jeftovic. Yeah, that's right, him. And um, He's Jewish, by the way. Oh, he is. Okay, yeah. there you go. You know, a very important topic uh, talking about forgiveness. And I, I, I just wanted to tell our listeners that I'm putting up a picture of a book that is highly recommended at the moment. It's called Forgive to Live mm-hmm. uh, by Dr. Tidbits. And it's a, an incredible book. And you can actually get it with... It's Tibbits, not Titbits. Is it? Tibbits. Is that what I said? <laughs> I might have said tidbits. Anyway, anyway. Yeah, that book. <laughs> yeah, so it's a wonderful book and it actually comes with uh, a, um, a workbook as well. So you can get the book and then you can get like a, a booklet where you can work through it and actually like, you know, write stuff down and, and really help yourself through um, learning how to forgive. And have we got so, anything up on John Huss yet? I am still crafting that on John Huss. I'm about to press uh, post on that, but that will be up there as well. I'm going to have a link to a wonderful television program. It's an online television show called Lineage. Mm-hmm. And it's just, oh, it's one of the best shows ever. And it goes through um, all the lives of the reformers. It's actually uh, a bunch of people I know are making it. And you know as well, yeah, uh, yeah. Pastor Adam Ramden. They travel the world. His sister was my wife's roommate in college. Oh, there you go. Yeah, 
How about world. that? Long time ago. Yeah, so they um they travelled the world uh, filming and um and just you know digging up these these stories that are we're, we're in danger of forgetting them. Mm-hmm. You know the sacrifices these early reformers made. You know and most of them were martyred. You know burned at the stake and that and that kind of thing. And so the stories are incredible and and what they what they stood for and what they fought for and these people I don't know I feel like they're so much braver than <laughs> anyone alive today. And uh, yeah, so it's called Lineage. It's the name of the program. It's good wholesome television. And um, we're gonna put up a link for the episode where they go. They actually go to the Czech Republic and they um, they do uh, videography there on uh, John Huss. Yeah. So you yep. can watch an episode. If you ever about go to John the Czech Huss. Republic and you ever go to the city of Prague, of course, um, you know the, the the massive great statue memorial that you find, which is the centerpiece of the old town. Yep. Is the statue of John Huss and of course all the Czech. People um, are very, very proud of the history of of John Husk and also Ziska that you find up there on the mountain, Mm. uh, who was the general who defended the Bohemians and the Bohemian uh, Christians at that particular time. Um, Great heroes of their their age, one for his military prowess, but the other more importantly so because of, uh, you know, the morality that he stood for and the, uh, you know, freedom of thought, freedom of religion, freedom of conscience. Mm-hmm. That uh, that he believed in and promoted, and you know, salvation by grace and the Bible alone, and uh, yeah, just a great preacher of the Bible, John Huss. Yep, it's actually the picture of the um of the statue. I'm going to put a picture of of that statue in the old town in yep. Czech Republic. Yep. Yeah, I've uh, I've been to his uh, Bethlehem Chapel, and I know people that uh, friends of good friends of mine have actually preached in in his Bethlehem Chapel that's been uh, reconstructed oh. there, and in John Huss's pulpit. Wow, incredible, yeah. incredible. So, yeah, check out our social media after the show. Uh, I'll be posting up everything. Um, it's about 9.30, she'll be up there. Okay, so, mm, Mon, who mm. was the 12th apostle? The 12th – I don't know. I didn't realize they had numbers. Yeah, there's 12 apostles. I mean, I know there's 12. I didn't know they were all assigned one of the numbers. I, there's only one that is assigned a number. Wouldn't it have been the first one. The twelfth one is the only one that's assigned a number. Well, it's only really Judas? assigned a no. Judas no? is okay. This is the book of Acts, Mon. The book of Acts, yes. Judas is dead. But yeah, I'm talking about Judas, son of James. Oh, ooh, mm-hmm. there you go. Okay, so not the not uh, the traitor, not the, not that one. Not the okay, so let's uh, go to Acts chapter one, verse twenty-one and twenty-two. One twenty-one and twenty-two. So now we must choose a replacement for Judas from among the men who were with us the entire time we were traveling with the Lord Jesus. From the time he was baptized by John until the day he was taken from us, whoever is chosen will join us as a witness of Jesus' resurrection. There you go. Okay, so they're going to choose a uh, replacement. And uh, what are the qualifications that this replacement requires? Well, they have to have been there the whole time that Jesus was um, during his ministry from the point mm-hmm. of his baptism mm-hmm. onwards. That's a pretty tall ask. That's a pretty big ask. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine that there were many people who had been there the whole time. Was it like three years or something? Three and a half years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you sort of, you know, I think often we think about the 12 disciples as being, you know, the only ones who were there the whole time. Yeah. But they, you know, they've got a, a gathering here. There's 120 people in this upper room. And out of those 120 people, um, they are actually able to find two names, two people who qualify as having been there the whole time. Yeah, that was the first thing that struck me. I was like, there was more than 12 that were with him all the time. So, yeah. Yeah, so the 12 were considered to be, and I I guess these were the ones who, um, you know, they spent special time with Jesus on retreats and so forth. And, uh, uh, yeah, but there was others that were there the whole time. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. hmm. 
Okay, so let's read about them. Let's go to read for us verse 23 and 26. So they nominated two men. Joseph called Basar Sabbath, also known as Justice, and Matthias. Then they cast lots, and Matthias was selected to become an apostle with the other 11. Okay, so tell me all about Matthias. Uh, he was with Jesus the whole time, mm. and they cast lots, and he got selected. Mm. That's all I know so far. And tell me about his ministry and the books that he wrote and where he did missionary work and... I don't know. Did he go to PNG? I've got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> you tell oh, me. You're a loony. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Bible doesn't say so far, so unless you're about to take me to some new verses. But this I, is the first and last mention of Matthew. That's exactly what I was thinking. In the Bible. Because I was like, I've never heard of this guy after this. Yeah, yeah. in the Bible. So there are a number of different theories as to what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people claim that he was martyred not long after this in the city of Jerusalem. Oh, wow. If I, I'm just going to share my opinion on these theories because they're all theories. Sure. In my opinion, you know, if that had happened, uh, we would have a, a record of it in the book of Acts. Mm-hmm. You have a record of, um, you know, James being martyred um, and that's there in the book of Acts. Um you know, and we have the record of Peter, of course, being imprisoned and nearly martyred. And so I'm sort of wondering, well, why isn't there a record? This, this was something that happened early on, not after, not long after he was elected. Why was it that um, that we don't have a record of it? And, mm-hmm. and of course, if it happened early enough, he could have been replaced because there would still be people alive who had been with Jesus the whole time through. Yeah, they could have gotten this other this other guy, Joseph Bessabbas. Could yeah. have gotten him to replace it. They, they, they could have. Um, and so, yeah, a lot of people have done you know, quite a bit of research into this. I'm going to come back in a minute. I'm going to share some of the uh, research that's been done, including the location of uh, the supposed location Ooh. of his tomb. How about that? Where he was buried. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Yeah, so these things always fascinate me. Who, who was he? Where did he go? And so forth. There's a uh, uh, probably the most... Um, the, the most the, the bulk of accounts that we have, you know, amongst the church fathers and early church history, is that Matthias was the one who planted the faith or did church plants in the region of Cappadocia in Greece, in, not in Greece, in Turkey, I should say. Oh, he went to Greece, Turkey. I, oh, Turkey. That Turkey. was I miss I going to say. Hang on a second. <laughs> Cappadocia <laughs> okay. is not yeah. Cappadocia is not in Greece. Is it is in Turkey. <laughs> there is only one Cappadocia. And I have not been there. It's on my bucket list, and I am hoping to be there this time next year. Oh, really? Yeah, if I oh, can, if I'm I can so swing it. Jealous. If I can swing it. Um, that's the place that's famous for all the hot air balloons. Yeah. 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 We, every time you I was go thinking on of the underground cities. Well, I'm thinking about the stuff in the sky. <laughs> yeah. It, anytime you go on social media, you see those amazing photographs of just the the whole sky. Filled with hundreds and hundreds of hot air balloons. That's Cappadocia. Yeah, you, you, yeah. you know why it's um, famous for that because Turkey has very lax rules in flying hot air balloons, and so you oh, can really? have hundreds of them in the sky, close <laughs> together in one place at one time. I hope they never change the rules. <laughs> <laughs> People have died as a result of this. But, oh, they um, have. Oh, mercy. Um, yeah, but no, that's it'd be a great place to uh, to go hot air ballooning for sure. The thing that I'm most interested in visiting is the underground cities. Now, the underground cities. Um, they go up to 10 stories underground. Um, they are often connected by tunnels, you know, 20, 30 kilometers long mm-hmm. uh, between one city and another. And uh, this is where Christianity, you know, gained a very strong foothold there in Turkey. 
Um, so there are many underground churches that you can go to, you know, very, very deep underground. So these tunnels were created, this underground city was created to protect the church? Uh, to protect, well, the cities. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, in later periods, it became a place to protect the church once the church came under persecution from Imperial Rome. So this was an interesting form of defense. Rather than building a wall around your city, you simply build it underground. That's not a bad idea. No. Um, and so, yeah, there's some uh, fascinating rock formations. All kind of, I really want to see this. Just like, want to go there. Want to see that. So why are you going to be there next year? Well, I'm sort of working a bit of an angle. See if I can pull it off. Okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, I've got a friend who, uh, who um, yeah, maybe wants me to you know, be a bit of a tour guide and oh. uh, give the whole Bible background to all these different locations. There is a lot of Bible stuff in Turkey. Is, am I seeing your wife stamping lots her of, foot? Lots the- of Bible history in Turkey. <laughs> I think your wife wants to go with you, just judging by the tantrum she's throwing back there. Yeah, well, I sort of said, room. hey, you want to go to Turkey the other day? She's like, no, what, 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 I don't want to go to Turkey. Why would I want to go to Turkey? Now I'm talking about Cappadocia. She's like, yeah, I want to go to, I want to, go yeah. to Turkey. Now she's like, oh, hang, on, hang on a second. I didn't realize you meant like, that yeah, We'll go to the seven Turkey. churches, you know. We'll go to Laodicea and Philadelphia and, and <gasps> Do you know what? I, I, all, I don't think that. you can be away from the radio that long. So I think the only solution Troy, is let's go to I go with you and we broadcast live. From <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way we can keep it going. <laughs> uh, so you of course, the uh, one, one of the big things that I'd like to see in Turkey is the um, history of the um, Hittites. Okay. And what's interesting about the Hittites is that the Bible speaks about the Hittites as being an empire, like a massive empire. Mm-hmm. And for a long time in the early part of both history and archaeology, um, historians are saying, well, there's no record of them in history. This is a biblical myth. Mm-hmm. You know, this Hittite empire, there's no such thing as a Hittite empire. There's no such thing as Hittites. They don't exist. They're a myth made up in the Bible. And then, of course, they discovered um, the Hittite empire in Turkey, and it was a massive, massive, yeah. massive empire. It was, it was you know, it rivaled Babylon and Assyria and and Egypt and empires like this. Wow. And they just lost it. They just lost it out of history. It just just tore that page out, so now they've rediscovered oh, it. Yes, and they have to absolutely. Eat, they've had to eat their you words. Know. And uh, so often you hear archaeologists and historians, you know, they make very confident statements about things that have not been discovered. So have they dug up any? Now, ev- I, don't, I don't know how you can ever be confident about something that hasn't been discovered. Yes, yeah, true, right, right. <laughs> so have they dug up any evidence of this disciple Matthias in Turkey? Well, not really. Um, it seems that uh, he planted the, the, the faith there and he um, later planted the faith in Ethiopia. Ethio- oh. No, no, not, not Ethiopia. Not Ethiopia. Ethiopia. Ethiopia? Yeah. Please explain. That's in Georgia. Georgia? Yeah. In America? No. Georgia? Georgia that used oh, to be Oh, okay, Georgia. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. European country. That's near Turkey. Okay. Yeah, so all up through that region right there and... Um, um, but why do they think he was there? Do they find like records of him or something? Well, there's a lot of tradition there. Okay, okay. Gotcha. Uh, and, you know, there are various church fathers that um, claim that that's where he was. And By deducement, um, probably. Like everyone else went somewhere else. So yeah, there's, yeah it, it seems that, that this is probably, a, probably the most likely area that he went to and... Uh, and you know that's where you find you know uh, supposedly his tomb was and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, all the uh, um, so forth. A marker placed in the ruins of the Roman fortress of Gonia oh. in modern Georgia. Okay, claims that Matthias is buried at that site. Mm. Yeah, so there's every possibility that's that's actually the case. 
There's more, there's more evidence for that than there is for anything else as far as where Matthias ended up. Well, it's good to know that he actually, you know, he stayed with it and, you know, became something rather than just, you know, nothing happening to him. I find it hard to imagine that the Holy Spirit would have selected somebody who was not going to yeah. use the gifts that the Holy Spirit gave. Mm. Even though... We have Saul. <laughs> we have... <laughs> this is very true. We all have the power of choice. God is never going to take away our power of choice and God can choose us and God can fill us with his spirit and God can um, do all of these things and yet we can still turn away from God mm-hmm, that's if right. we so choose. And Saul is a prime example of that. He's somebody who um, who was filled with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says he was converted. He became another man. The Bible says he prophesied. Um, and so Saul was you know, one of the prophets. We don't have a, a record, of course, of what he, what he uh, prophesied. But that he later turned to God, went to witchcraft, uh, committed the unpardonable sin, um, and was ultimately lost. Mm. And so it's a great object lesson there for all of those who feel, you know, believe in this in the doctrine of eternal security. That you know, once you've given your life to God, you can you can never you can never lose it. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, so coming back to what we've got here. Um, why do you th- let's let's look at uh, Acts chapter one again, mm-hmm. and let's go down to verse twenty one and twenty two, where the Bible says, "Wherefore of these men which had accompanied with us all the time that Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John, until the same day that he was taken up from us, from us, must be one ordained to be a witness with us of his." Resurrection. Okay, so there are three things there mm. that were a requirement. We've talked about one of them, and that was that he was to have been with them since the baptism of John. What are the other two requirements there? They're part of the original requirement, but they are highlighted. Well, it says that you know they had to be there from the time that he was that Jesus was baptized by John yes. until the day he was taken from us. Okay, so and, there's your second requirement. And the third one is um, they have to join us as a witness of Jesus' resurrection. Okay, so he had to have been there since the baptism of John. Mm-hmm. He had to have witnessed the resurrection. I guess he also, as a witness, has to testify. And he had to ha- had to have witnessed the ascension. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so when we talk about Jesus standing on top of the Mount of Olives and ascending up out of you know the sight of the disciples, we often just think of the twelve and think, well, you know, that's not so many. You know, it's just a small number here. But very, very clearly, there was a lot more than twenty people that were gathered on that mountain top. Yeah, and we we don't know how many. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We do know that the Apostle Paul says that the largest group that Jesus appeared to after his resurrection numbered about 500. Oh, really? Yeah. So if you go to uh, 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians um, chapter 15. Let me just find this real quick. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 um, and uh, verse 4 to 6. If you could read that for us. He was buried and he was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the scriptures said. He was seen by Peter and then by the twelve. After that, he was seen by more than 500 of his followers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have died. Okay, so 
you know, it, it goes through my mind and it wonders, okay, I wonder, okay, when was this occasion when he was uh, witnessed by 500 people? Mm. Um, obviously, you know, there were many occasions in between there where he uh, met with smaller groups of people, but 500 was the largest. The question that I have, was this actually at the time of the ascension? Yeah. Were there 500 people standing there on top of the Mount of Olives when Jesus ascended into heaven? And, uh, you know... Something to ponder, something that we will not know until we can ask Jesus himself. This is Carly Fletcher with You Matter to Him.
was Carly Fletcher with you, Matter to Him, here on Faith FM, and we are talking about the 12th Apostle, Matthias himself, somebody that we actually know very little about from history or from the Bible, a mysterious, somewhat mysterious uh, individual, but somebody who clearly did great things for God because we know that he was someone filled with the Holy Spirit and personally selected by God. How would you feel, Mon, if God actually pointed you out? Yeah, super special. And I, do you know? I almost think that the disciples might have been feeling a little bit, a little bit silly at this point because that's how they should have let um, um, Judas been picked. They were the ones that selected Judas, the the traitor. Um, Judas didn't pick Judas out. The guys, the, the disciples, were like, "This guy, he'll be great," and he turned out to be horrific. <laughs> and now they're doing it the second time around. They're doing it the proper way. They're allowing yeah, it's like, God okay, to let's pick let's it. Let's, let's, mm. let's let God pick yeah. this one. Let's not trust ourselves anymore. Let's let the Lord pick out who's to be the twelfth disciple. So it's important lesson just there for us to you know how to make it our important life decisions. We need to let God do them for us. Indeed, there is. Okay, so we've got um, you know some different examples of other people who were selected as apostles, and Paul himself uh, was selected as an apostle. He describes it as being out of time, out of time, uh, because he was not somebody who was with Jesus while Jesus was on earth. He was with Jesus after Jesus ascended into heaven, and he met Jesus on the Damascus Road. Mm. Yeah, it's a incredible story in that. <coughs> yes, you find that. Um, well, actually, you're still there in First Corinthians, chapter fifteen. I am. Why don't you read for us? Um, well, we read about in verse six about the five hundred. Just keep reading for us, verse uh, seven and seven, eight, and nine. Then he was seen by G- James and later by all the apostles. Last of all, as though I had been born at the wrong time, I also saw him. For I am the least of all the apostles. In fact, I'm not even worthy to be called an apostle after the way I persecuted God's church. Okay, so here Paul um, you know, mentions and, and very clearly, um, and this was something that was a, 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 a central to his life and central to his ministry was his testament or his testimony mm-hmm. of... Um, of how he he was a uh, um, somebody who met Jesus Christ face to face. Yeah, and spent time well, very brief amount of time, but nevertheless, time with Jesus among uh, and was counted along with the other apostles. But didn't Paul also cop a bit of flack because people were dubious about his conversion? Oh, absolutely. Mm. Uh, they thought he was just acting as an undercover agent. I'm sure. Yeah, and it was Barnabas who brought Paul in and said, you know, let's, 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 brother Paul, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you got those famous words. Well, actually it was Ananias who said brother Paul and uh, Barnabas who, who took him in and actually started him on his missionary journey. There are those who speculate that Barnabas was actually this, an, another name for Matthias. Oh, okay. And there's better speculation that Barnabas was the other person who was, uh, not selected out of these two to be called one of the twelve apostles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, there's there's a bit of speculation that surrounds all of this, but clearly these were all very very godly men. They gathered together there in the upper room, and they're all uniting together in prayer. And as a result of that, the Holy Spirit is working. The Holy Spirit is is choosing and selecting someone. Okay, let's go to while well, we while we're talking about Paul. Let's go to chapter 9 and verse 2 of 1 Corinthians. 9 and verse 2. 1 Corinthians chapter Mm -hmm. 9 and verse 2 says, 
Even if others think I am not an apostle, I certainly am to you. You yourselves are proof that I am the Lord's apostle. Actually, why, why don't you read for us verse uh, 1 and 2? Am I not as free as anyone else? Am I not an apostle? But an apostle? <laughs> what is that? Am I not an apostle? Haven't I seen Jesus our Lord with my own eyes? Isn't it because of my work that you belong to the Lord? Even... If others think I'm not an apostle, I certainly am to you. You yourselves are proof that I'm the Lord's apostle. A possible. A possible. <laughs> okay, so when the disciples got together, they found two apostles. Yeah. And out of the two apostles, <laughs> they selected. Look, it's Friday, we just, Lyle, we, just, okay. we just created a new word here on Faith FM. Uh, an apostle uh, is someone who could possibly be an apostle. Tune into Faith FM for great music and new words. <laughs> and of course, if you're listening to this and wondering why are they talking about this being Friday, this is clearly not Friday. It's because you're listening to the delayed broadcast, Indeed. guys. And uh, some states, of course, are still getting the delayed broadcast. So what you need to do is switch over to the live feed via faithfm.com.au or via the TuneIn app mm, on easy. your uh, on your mobile device. And that way you'll get a perfect reception right across Australia, right across the world, in fact. You will never have to worry about a dodgy reception and uh, just run it through your car stereo, etc. And uh, that's the best way to listen to Faith FM anyway. Mm. And you can learn all about apostles turning up on Friday <laughs> when Mon is getting tired and it's the end of the week. Yeah. All right. So Paul actually had a major issue here yeah. that he dealt with throughout his ministry where people saw him as like, yeah, yeah, we've got the 12 apostles and Paul's kind of like a, a wannabe apostle. Yeah, almost like a fake artist. Yeah, he's a wannabe. Yeah. Uh, anyway, as it turns out... Paul probably had a greater impact on the New Testament than any of the other apostles in the amount that he wrote. So the the, the, the biggest author of the New Testament, of course, was Luke. Mm-hmm. Luke wrote more than um, anyone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Paul certainly comes a close second and certainly had a tremendous impact on the theology of Christianity. And, and in these verses, he's 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 um he's pointing out his fruit basically. He's saying, you know, how can you question me because you guys are my fruit? You know, you're the ones that well, I believe in right. Christ. And uh, and how can you question it when you know go look at the mirror and you'll see what I've done? Sort of a thing. And and this is another thing that was an issue with Paul was that Paul wasn't actually connected with the church in Jerusalem. Okay. He was a missionary. He was out there. He was doing his own thing. Um, he wasn't employed by the church in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't taking wages from them. He was self-supporting. He'd go make tents. He would raise money. Um, and as such, you know, I can see that, you know, people could very easily be threatened by somebody who was, you know, just totally self-supporting like that. Yeah, yeah, a bit of a lone wolf. A bit of a lone wolf. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody who was hard to work with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we can see that, you know, in, in, in relationship to uh, John Mark and so forth. He's like, yeah, no, we're not working with that guy. Get rid of him. Um, and uh, he takes somebody else on a missionary journey, whereas um, you know Barnabas was somebody who could who, you know, could work with everybody. Paul was one of these mavericks mm-hmm. um, who did big things for God, but at the same time, because of his humanity, he was he was challenging to work with. I actually like like this part of the story because it it just 
reminds me that God uses all kinds of people to do his work. You yes. don't all have to be like a cookie cutter, you know, Christian, so to speak. You have to all be identical to each other in terms of your personality and your character. You know, Paul, he was, you know, quite different to how the other apostles worked, um, but he still did such a great work for God and God will still use you, you know, no matter who you are. Um, you just and, have to have a willing heart yeah. and a passion and, for it. And Paul could be abrasive at times. Mm-hmm. But that does not give us an excuse to be that's abrasive. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Just because good people did bad things doesn't give us an excuse mm. ever. I'm talking more like, you know, introverted, extroverted. You like working in groups. You like working alone. It, it, you know, the yep. Lord will use you. Creative versus being counter. Exactly. Uh, maverick versus, mm-hmm. you know, play by the book, all yep. that kind of thing. Rather um, be self-employed or rather work for, a, for, for the man kind of a thing. Yep. You know, what, how, as long as you... Uh, have a willing heart and you have a passion for sharing Jesus, which you should do, and you ask the Lord, you know, what can I do for you? The Lord will use you. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So that was uh, that was the Apostle Paul and his defense of his apostleship. You can read it all the way through there, and probably one of the big things that uh, comes up down through that whole chapter there in First Corinthians chapter nine is funding, of course, and because he was funded separately and so forth. But anyway, we need to move on, and we need to work as God gives us His grace. This is Sovereign Grace Music. Alas, and did my Saviour bleed. Alas, and did my Saviour bleed And did my Sovereign die Would he Amazing 
breakdown maybe, long-term hurt, unresolved conflict, you know, it can be dealt with. If you want to break the cycle and start living a more forgiving life, Forgive to Live is a program designed to help us all improve our lives and be more forgiving. Don't let it eat away at you anymore. If you're keen to discover the power of forgiveness, why don't you take that first step and head to forgivetolive.org.au. Do not boast over me. My enemy For my father is the victor Your darkness only makes him brighter He'll make me more than a conqueror When I fall, I will rise again 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 do not blow over me, my enemy Disappointments push me deeper Into dependence on my father I hold on to him, my helper When I fall, I will rise again 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 Do not rejoice over me, my enemy Every trial makes me stronger Every failure makes me wiser As he refines me in the fire 
When I fall, I rise again. 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 Welcome back, guys. It's guys. It's uh, time for question of the day, and uh, well, we don't have any more quiz clues because people have been just snapping them up so quickly lately. Yeah. So we're just going to go straight in with our question of the day. What is our question of the day today, Mon? Our question of the day actually uh, relates to something that we did speak about earlier in the show today. Uh, we mentioned briefly about how some people believe. Um, that communion, you know, when they take communion, it becomes part of their body. Oh, yes, we're talking about John Huss, and we've just, yeah, uh, have we right. posted up that link yet? Not yet. I'm still trying to download okay, so the that's, videos. That's uh, about to go up um, yep. during the next break. So the um, qu- that will be all about John Huss from the Lineage series. Mm. Just fantastic information right there. So this question and is. Of course, a- yeah, John Huss was somebody who stood against the subject of transubstantiation that the priest can create his own, can create God yeah. in the wafer. So this question is related to communion, not in that regard, though. The question that comes coming is, how often should the Lord's Supper slash communion be observed? Oh, good question. Mm, yeah. Okay, now this is one that, um, and, and, and we've been trying to, I should say, put up our questions a little bit ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So as they've been coming in um, and being selected for question of the day, they actually get posted up um, on our social media so that you can have a look and know what's coming up Yep, and uh, know what we're going to be talking about. But this is one that you'll find a lot of variation yeah. amongst churches. I think that's why the question has come in because like, each church is different. Yeah. 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 So in my church, as a general rule, four times a year. Okay. Why? I have a friend who only does it once a year and avoids it three times a year because okay. he goes to the same church. Mm-hmm. Um, other churches do it monthly. Mm-hmm. Some do it every week, and some churches do it every day or even multiple times during the day. But that's, I guess, they're they're doing that for different um, congregations and different you know members that are coming through mm-hmm. uh, throughout that day. It's not the same person doing it multiple times in the day. Although um, I guess if they could, they wanted to. Then yeah, well, yeah. there'd be no rule against it. Okay, yep, that's yep. right. So what we need to do is what we we need to find out what does the Bible say about how often it should be done. Mm. Do you know what the Bible says? No. Four times a year. The Bible says four no. times a year? <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's, what, that's what we do. That's what surprised. we do in my church um, <laughs> at Maitland Adventist Church. But um, no, the Bible doesn't say that. Let me read you what the Bible does say uh, about how often communion should take place. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 24, this is the only passage that talks about how often it should happen. It says, And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. And the same manner also he took the cup which he had uh, when he had eaten. This cup is the New Testament in my blood. 
This do you as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you show the Lord's death until he comes. So there you go. There's your answer. It doesn't really say. It's the only passage where the Bible says how often we should do it. And it says simply says, as often as you do it. Or in other words, it's saying, whenever you do it, do it in remembrance of me. So there's no right way or wrong way here. There's no right way or wrong way. It, it, there is nothing wrong with doing it once a day. There is nothing wrong with doing it once a year, so long as you do it in remembrance of Jesus Christ. Now, there's a couple of pointers here that I think are worth considering. The first is that the important part is that we're doing it in remembrance of Christ. And this is why some people say, I want to remember Christ every day, and so they do it every day. Mm. There are others who say, well, if I do it every day, it just becomes um, rote mm-hmm. and meaningless. Mm-hmm. So I'll do it on special occasions. Um, and that's why we do it four times a year. That's why a friend of mine does it once a year because he felt that it had lost its specialness. Anyway, however, however often you do it, do it in remembrance of Christ. This is Dolly Parton with The Master's Hand. In the days before the flood, the world grew wicked and corrupt. But Noah was a good man, and the Lord unto him came. And he said to Noah, go build an ark. Got dark and a great flood destroyed everything Except for Noah and his wife And their three sons and their wives And a pair of every kind of creature Walking in the land And the people mocked and they made fun But oh Noah worked till it was done Cause he was holding to the master's hand The master's hand is always held out to us And it will lead us to the promised land And the evil of this world cannot outdo us If we are holding to the master's hand Three Hebrew children in days of old were marched into the fiery coals Cause they would not deny the Lord, would not obey command And the furnace roared like a mighty storm, but the Hebrew children saw no harm The flame was smothered by the master's hand The Hebrew children loved their God and with them in the flames he tried to show the world he was king and ruler over man Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego Had no fear of the fiery coals Cause they were holding to the master's hand The master's hand is always held up to us And it will lead us to the promised land And the evil of this world What a great old recording. You could hear the uh, the crackle of the dust yes. on the vinyl there. And speak- Brings back some memories from when I was a kid. 
And actually, it's, it's, it's quite uh, fitting for um, our giveaway today. A nice old crackly song there because we are actually oh. giving away an old book. We've got some antiquarian mm, books to give away. So yes. if you're a collector of antiquarian books, you need to call straight away. This is actually a very special book. That's a beautiful edition. You can still buy that in, uh, in, yeah, you in can print. Buy but a the, modern oh, yeah, edition. Yeah, but this one is way cooler. And I actually was going I'm, – I'm trying to downsize the amount of belongings I have at my home. And I was going through my uh, library and I discovered I actually have two copies of this book and so I thought you know what I'm going to give away this one on Faith FM so this is a it's an old copy of me you do know I collect (laughs) antiquarian books right do you have a copy I'm sure you would have a copy of this book I have a copy of this I don't have a copy of that edition oh goodness (laughs) (laughs) even your wife is rolling her eyes right now this book that's a cool edition I like it it's a beautiful book Uh, it's called In Heavenly Places and uh, it was written by E.G. White and it is a devotional book Mm -hmm. daily devotional daily devotional devotional so every day it has a page for um the corresponding day of the year you don't have to read it in you know sync or anything you can read it you know however you like but it does have a calendar with it um and uh, and you can read a page day and it's a beautiful beautiful book in heavenly places so it draws your mind up to heaven and, mm-hmm. uh, and reminds I've you i've read this several times it's yeah it's a wonderful book this i want to be absolutely clear when we tell our listeners if you call for this giveaway you will not be getting a brand spanking new book this is a secondhand antiquated book it smells like old book it's probably got a couple of squished silverfish in there or something it's a fairly clean copy there's no foxing yep some there are there are a couple of uh, pressed flower petals in the pages the person who owns it prior to me did some flower pressing in there and I've left them in there because I love finding little things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, So this it is makes a, it all look cooler. Yeah, it's, this is a beautiful old book and it is yours completely for free. You just have to be the first person to call us now. 1-800-FAITH-FM is the number. It's 1-800-324-843 and you can get a copy of... Um, in Heavenly Places by E.G. White. There you go. That's a, what is it, a Pacific Press edition or Review and Herald? Uh, Review and Herald, Washington, D.C. There you go. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. So, uh, mm. yeah, this is this is a very special edition. As, a, as a, You know, you, you can't buy this one. It is long out of print and uh, not, not not the actual book itself, but the edition is mm-hmm. um, long unavailable. So that's, uh, yeah, very nice. And it will look cool on your bookshelf. Yeah. Now, I, like, yeah. I like how these old hardcover books, they just look cool on your mm-hmm. bookshelf. I know people who collect antiquarian books just because they it's like nice. the look of it on yeah. their shelf. Yeah, Whereas, and this one, this one know, will look great for uh, reading purposes. <laughs> I, 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 I like them for their content. I buy books for their content. So. Well, this one has like a reddy brown uh, hardcover and then it has gold um, print on the cover as well in heavenly places. So. I've got books in my library that are over 300 years old and I've been wow. known to pop them on top of a photocopier. <laughs> <laughs> Lyle. If you want a copy, give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. Well, the only copy we have actually. And of course, don't forget, if you would like to know more about the Bible, if you've enjoyed today's Bible study and want to know more, Give us a call because we want to connect you with people that can study the Bible with you um, and can help you in your research of the Bible or with materials that might be useful to you. The study guide for the book of Acts, for instance, or the prophetic code series of Bible studies on Bible prophecy and history that uh, I put together. Um, or any number of uh, other series that we have available, either via one-on-one, correspondence, small group, uh, however you would like to do it. In fact, we're going to do a small group Bible study on the book of Acts straight after doing our Meet the Breakfast Show hosts Waffle Breakfast, which is coming up soon on a date to be announced. Indeed. We'll be back on Monday morning after 7 a.m. news. Of course, if you're listening to the Laid Show, jump across to the live show. It's Friday where we are. Might not be where you are, but jump across. It's super easy. See you then.
fight Something about who was right And who was wrong Nobody cared who won We all had our fun Out on the road To kingdom come On up along the rise They sang truth and lies Whatever the buyer buys The truth becomes Tell it don't matter Just look out for number one Out on the road To kingdom come Out on the highway side You've got to go alone Out on the road 